Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello and welcome to the Must Hear Music podcast. I am sitting here with a returning Jason Lipschutz. What's up, man? And returning from... Maybe, I don't know, eight, nine months ago, yeah, special like guest, uh, John Norris. How are you? So welcome. Thanks for joining us, Good John. Good to see you. Thanks. And Jason, welcome back welcome from back. your honeymoon. You've been oh, globetrotting. Oh, thanks, guys. Wow. With the love of your life. And- yeah, it's true. No, it's true. You know, I, I didn't listen to that much music. I, I only listened to music while I was traveling, and I was traveling to over around France and Italy, uh, to let the listeners know mm-hmm. but i didn't really listen to that much like modern music i listened to a lot of like i don't know i listened to a lot a lot of like roxy music and like Love old roxy. drake and weird stuff like that uh which i really enjoyed cool. but i listened to the new churches album i guess we'll talk about that next week maybe probably next week yeah but i still haven't listened to that only a couple of the songs oh it's so, so good don't so spoil good. anything for me um <laughs> spoiler alert yeah this <laughs> song is good <laughs> um but thank you guys thank you no it's good that. to have you back and we've i mean since you've been gone uh i'm not you gonna, can breathe for the first i can time. breathe for the first time uh no we we've only really done one podcast like i keep meaning to do more but i was out of town for my sister's wedding and then then some other things happened to me, and so it, it's good to be back, though. On Are the you podcast. okay? I am okay. All right, yeah, I'm a little concerned. That sounded busy. ominous. Uh, yeah, but let's let's dive in to some <laughs> must-hear music. I'm sad though because we missed talking about the Beaver song, uh, the new Beaver, which oh. I love. But you know what? You know what? I'm so like w- whacked out and jet lagged. I thought you said the new Beaver song, and I was like. What there's is this, what's going on in the U.S. Star now? Beaver, and <laughs> okay. boy, have you missed out on a like, lot. <laughs> anyway, all right. So let's start with uh, the big one for the week. We have a new One Direction song called "Infinity" from their uh, just well, we knew they had an album coming up, but we just found out the title is called "Made in the A.M." and it's coming out November thirteenth. Um, when I when Made they first so they have a video announcing it, and when they first said it, I was like imagining a maid like a like a maid in manhattan situation like just a maid cleaning up in the morning but then they meant like it was created made in the am so i not a not a housekeeper situation. not a housekeeper no. thing and wow. i was just imagining like harry in like a housekeeper outfit and but i was wow, when i saw the title i thought this is a this is code for made in the after malik Ooh. Oh, <laughs> wow. I like that. That is yeah. good. I love well that. Reading too much into it, probably. but Made in the after. Well, it is. Yeah, it's, it's a post-Malik world yeah. now. It, it um, is. But yeah, so the song is called Infinity. They released it with uh, pre-orders of the album, but then they put it on Spotify anyway, which is great because, no offense, but I'm not going to buy the album. But I want to hear it. So uh, it, it's out there. It's called Infinity. <laughs> 
this is a Jason pick, so I'm going to uh, shuttle it to Jason. Yeah, well, it, it's funny. You say it's a Jason pick, but you were like, ah, I assume you're going to pick the new One Direction song. And, I uh, did kind of pull Jason's off. Yeah, that's, uh, hey, that's fine. Uh, so One Direction, Infinity, um, it's a non-single, and I'm happy it's a non-single because I really don't like this song. Uh, I feel like they do this kind of power ballad well a lot. It's like I, I like You and I and Story of My Life and Ready to Run, but I, I just think that this one totally misses the mark. And I think part of it is the lyrics, and I was just pulling them up on my phone. The lyrics are just like, you know, it's it's not like One Direction lyrics. It's not like even like hardcore One Direction fans would not be like, uh this is all poetry. Like, no, like it's, it's mostly about like the vocal performance and the, the melodies and whatnot. But like the lyrics on infinity are like particularly pretty weak. Like the, the, the chorus starts, how many nights does it take to count the stars? That's the time it would take to fix my heart. And like the, the whole song takes its cue from like that. It's like, there's no detail in these lyrics. It's just like being frozen in time and the eyes don't shine anymore. And, lost without you and nothing's okay it's just like i don't know i feel like i there's just nothing really special about this song and uh and i wrote about this song and the one thing i said was like they still sound good without zane as they did on drag me down Mm -hmm. but like this just is not their best version of this song that they've already made a lot so um do you do you guys like it i'm curious to see what you guys thought i'm not i just it's a little, little too much bombast for me, but you know, and so also in that sort of weird, yeah, little little Mumford, a little Coldplay-ish kind of that in that in between that space that I don't really love them in. So, but that I think that's because I liked the older, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The you older, like younger one, one Direction. Yeah. The, well, <laughs> the yeah the, I think so. You know yeah. what was weird? Uh, uh, sorry, a quick aside that like. One thing I saw, I think it was yesterday, I think it was while I was traveling, that it was like there was a hashtag three years since uh, LWWY, and I was like, what does that mean? And it's three years since Live While We're Young. That that was like three wow. albums ago. Like wow. they just put crazy. out so music, so much music. Um, anyway, so yeah. That's true. I mean, yeah. it just also, made me think of that because insane. you're like, I like their their older stuff, but like it was like two and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but they've, they've done so much and grown so much. That's, it's then. true. Haven't we So all? can I ask you quickly what you think of the impending Battle Royale of November 13th? Yeah. The Beebs. The, the Beebs, Beebs versus the Beebs. 1D. So, yeah. So the One Direction album is coming out November 13th. And, you know, we've heard sources told me specifically that the Bieber album is coming out November 13th. They haven't announced it, so they could still change it, I guess. But well, Scooter tweeted right before I left the house. I saw Scooter tweeted just hashtag November 13th with a smiley face. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Yeah. I did not so, see that. Yeah. So, so yeah, this is kind of interesting, right? Yeah. But, you know, um, what, like one of them is not going to be number one if they don't, If obviously, <laughs> if they release on the same day. But... Justin Bieber has five number one albums. He was the youngest artist ever to have five number one albums. And then One Direction has had f- is four for four with all of their albums. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll yeah, see. I mean, I admittedly, like, I, I'm charged stats. Ugh, I'm mangling this sentence. You okay? Uh, yeah, no, I'm having a heart attack. Uh, I feel like <laughs> even if One Direction, like, gets number one, which they probably will against Bieber, like, 
his album will have more staying power. I don't like, it feels he like he's momentum, more momentum right now than they do. Though? I feel he like, yeah, sure with the does, radio, yeah. he's yeah. definitely like, their songs just like hit the radio and then disappear. And like, mm-hmm. his are kind of like staying. There's some presence there. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bieber album that came out last, which was Believe It back in 2012, sold, I think, like 340,000 copies this first week, which was at that time the, the largest debut of the year, uh, of that year. And then it got eclipsed by taylor swift red um but like it's interesting because you think like one direction is the big album seller but they're kind of like like you said they're trending downward their Mm -hmm. fourth album didn't sell as much as their third album first week and bieber's trending upward so i think i think it's definitely going to be interesting yeah we'll see we'll Um, see yeah well let's listen to it so it's a new one direction song infinity my quick thoughts on it i think the verse is fine and then it gets to the chorus and i'm less interested and that's that's never a good thing for a song um i do like that there are synths at the end though i think at least that saves it from being like a total waste but yeah it's an album track and it's called infinity and here it is All right, that is the new One Direction. Uh, next up, this is one of my picks. This is just one of those like unexpected delights that comes along once Ooh. in a blue moon. Uh, so Father John Misty, who is uh, just an e- bizarre weirdo who has eclectic tastes. Like you listen to, fa- okay, let me just start out. Father John Misty is kind of a folk-leaning indie maestro. But he's been in a number, he's made music with a number of different people, and he is a very eclectic musician. Like, Father John Misty's sound is fairly consistent, but John Tillman, the man behind Father John Misty, is a very um, adept, flexible musician. Yep. So he apparently got wind of that Ryan Adams released the whole 1989 Taylor Swift covers album, uh, apparently thought that was somewhere between amusing and stupid, (laughs) <laughs> and decided to not so gently poke fun at the whole thing by releasing two Taylor Swift covers done in the style of uh, early Lou Reed slash Velvet Underground. So the one that I'm highlighting is Blank Space, which he's recast as the Velvet Underground's I'm Waiting for the Man. And like if you listen to it, it just sounds like Lou Reed. Like totally. It's insane totally. how dead yeah. on his Lou... Like, but it also makes me a little sad because a couple people uh, I know who listen to it were like, we're like, oh, is this Father John Misty just a Lou Reed ripoff? And I was like, no, like this is not his normal sound. Like he's just he's not only good <laughs> Wait, in his own right. Like they had never heard him before, oh, oh, oh. so they were like, oh, it just sounds like he's ripping off Lou Reed. And I was like, well, that's the point. That's the point. Anyways, so know ahead that this man sounds different from Lou Reed, and he's also capable of a killer Lou Reed impersonation. Uh, and he's just singing the Taylor Swift lyrics in the style of Lou Reed, which is more than I could have ever asked for out of the universe. And uh, he put up on his SoundCloud. It disappeared less than 24 hours later, but it's still on YouTube floating around. Uh, what did you guys think of this? I'll let, I'll let, I'll defer to John first. I just thought it was genius. I, I mean, I mean, you know, I, I, look, I, I, um, <clears throat> I wasn't quite as enthralled with the whole Ryan Adams project 
a so i mean i so for someone to do a little you know i don't think it's i don't think he's being that you know harsh about it but tillman is a he, you know he's an acerbic guy who likes to like poke fun at people i mean i rem i remember the first time i met him was years ago when i did a fleet foxes interview back when he was playing with mm -hmm. fleet foxes and even then like with this group of five guys that i was talking to he stood out as this very like kind of prickly guy mm -hmm. and so it doesn't surprise me that he that he did something like this um but i but he's it's i think it's a spot on lou reed i mean he's it's it's so funny. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so good. I just think that, and it's it's funny because like, I, I hate to keep being like, I haven't been here the past <laughs> week, but like I haven't, and like I haven't been like. It's a weird thing to come back it's to. It's a weird thing to come back to, and I feel, it feels weird that like these indie rock musicians, which basically what they are, um, are basically making music to go viral. Like mm -hmm. it, it, that's what it seems like to me. Like Ryan Adams, like. He recorded a whole album. Yeah. Like that's crazy. <laughs> but like, you know, it's it's cool. It's just more interesting to me than anything. It's it's a it's like Father John Misty wanted to like not one up him, but get in on the fun, I guess, by being like, Oh, I'm gonna do this, but as the Velvet Underground, like it's 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 sorta like I don't know, like the this is like designed to be tweeted out instead of like listen to totally. enjoyed um i i like it it's just fascinating to me it's like a fascinating movement i mean yeah i think it's internet culture is is intertwining with music in a way that i don't know if there's any going back from yeah. you know and it's like something like this is almost as maybe you know you could argue like maybe not the father john misty thing but like as culturally important as just a straight up album release yeah like you know people were talking about the ryan adams taylor swift album in a way that a ton of albums that reach number one on the charts don't even get talked about. Like, yeah. there are plenty of albums that hit number one that the general public has no idea even came out. Hashtag you know. Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> exactly. Whereas, you know, like, this came out and everyone, even if you had never heard of Ryan Adams, suddenly, which I don't know why you wouldn't have, but, you know, suddenly you knew I about I think a lot of people have not heard of Ryan Adams. That's probably true. I feel like, yeah, you're right, I guess. A lot of people <laughs> have or have not. Have not. I, I would say that. He's yeah. been around long yeah. enough. He's been around long enough, but, like, what is, before this, like, what, aside from this, I should say, what is Ryan Adams, like, famous for? I just, to me, I just feel like he's just always been there. Like, just turning out <laughs> one album after he's another. The he's the moon and the yeah. sun. I, no, he he definitely has, an, I, I think, a, a very specific following. Yeah. But I think those people who are into him are are really are super into him oh so, yeah i mean you know and i'm i would my question is how long ago taylor became aware of ryan adams that's <laughs> that's a, that's a question that comes to my mind i mean she's always will, willing to have another unlikely member of the squad seems uh uh be it back saint vincent Joni mitchell i mean uh, 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 joan baez rather um you know whoever all yeah. all all unlikely members are seemingly welcome. Um, and there seems to be no end to the number of people who sort of sign on to right. st to Swift's standum. Getting back to Velvet Underground, though, I feel like there's something interesting that he chose to do at Velvet Underground style, because not that, well, maybe it was a couple Hasn't years he, ago now. Has he done, like, Velvet Underground impressions 
before. I thought I thought I'd... I I think so, but I'm also thinking about the like similarly viral Pizza Underground. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin's band. Like there's that seems like kind of <laughs> just like a go-to like yeah. almost joke. Like it's a loving joke, but it's also kind of just like a fun thing to sure. like make fun of parody <laughs> a little bit. I'm like I so you're a big Ryan Adams guy. I take no, it. no, you're I'm not, not actually. Are you? I'm not uh, not massive, but yeah, okay. sure. I, I I just take the your statement of he's always been there as like you're a big I just guy. Feel like he's always. Been, I don't know. Like I've, I've always known people growing up who are just obsessed with him. I've right. never been one of those people. Yeah, me neither. But it seems like every new group of friends I find, there's one person who just like considers him like Neil Young's peer or something yeah. like that. It is going to be interesting. Like this is what he's going to be remembered for. Like. Like, in the time capsule, like, the same way that the Shins will always be the Garden State Band and Modest Mouse will always have Float On and Feist will always have One, Two, Three, Four. Like, Ryan Adams will have, like, this is his thing. Like, this is his Taylor thing. Taylor Swift hell, cover artist a dies at 87. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I um, mean, it's yeah. interesting to me. Anyway. And yeah. then Father John Misty, footnote. Man <laughs> man who mocked Taylor Swift cover, cover artist. I take it Taylor hasn't responded to the Father John Misty thing. She has not. Um, I don't think she will either. The only thing we know is that her she's not responsible for the covers being taken down from SoundCloud. Oh. So maybe he decided no strong, he No like strong the arming there from Big Machine. Yeah. It seems no. Yeah. Uh, but, but let's listen to from it. So we've got anyone. Father John Misty covering Ryan Adams. Covering Taylor Swift's blank space <laughs> in the style of the Velvet Underground's I'm Waiting for the Man. Here it is. <laughs> so then I thought, oh my God, look at that face. You could be my next mistake. Love's a game, wanna play. New money, suit and tie. I can read you like a magazine. Ain't it funny how rumors fly? All right, I'm not going to list what that was, but that was Father John Misty singing Blank Space. It was. Uh, and next up, let's let's do a John Norris pick. So we've got, yeah, let's start yeah. with Girl Band. This is a, a band that, John, I know you are very much into. Song is Pairs for Lunch. Uh, so what, you you interviewed them recently. I did talk to them recently uh, on the phone from Dublin. Um, they're going to be back here in, I think, November. Um, amazing band. Um, I You know, I it's kind of, it's kind of reductive to call them like a noise punk band, but that's what generally the term they get, or noise post-punk, but that's generally the 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 term that gets affixed to them. Um, the thing about them, though, is in, uh, track after track on this new album, um, they kind of throw you off, and and you think it's going one place, and then and then there will be a sort of an abrupt abrupt shift within a track, and that's what I love about it, and 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 and. Uh, it's just it's just a really I mean it goes re- really clattering and noisy but then it also goes kind of like no wave um, they I mean they cite um, they they cite like no wave pioneers and people like Scott Walker experimental musicians as influences and I think you definitely Not hear elements of that you just dropped out actually so that's exciting different Scott Walker that's true I didn't even yeah right this one's still with us mm-hmm. and doing interesting <laughs> stuff um, yeah so um, so and then uh, the, I guess the single the, the other thing I really want to mention um, is that the singer Dara Keeley, uh, you can't always make out his lyrics because it's so noisy and clattering a lot yeah. of a lot of what they do. Um, and they also, especially live, the vocals are pretty deep in the mix. But he, his lyrics, man, are like j- just can I say batch 
Yeah, you bad, can swear. Okay, okay. Yeah. So yeah. They're, like, they're like bad shit kind of data. Like there's tons of food references. Like um, I, I can't even, this this song we're about to hear, Pears for Lunch, well, pears are a food. Um, and he, there's bananas and garlic curry cheese chips mentioned in there. And, and, and then there's tons of these self-deprecating weird passages about, like in this song we're about to hear, he also says, I look crap with my top off. And he's always like sort of putting himself down. Um, there's a song from the last so one of the songs that re- the song that really broke them was called Lawman last year and um, and uh, the, sort of the hook line from that repeats throughout is uh, I used to be good looking which is really strange because he's not a bad looking guy but he explained to me on this in this interview I'm really going on about this aren't no, I? I love I'm sorry, it Jason. keep going man so he that he had a legitimately a psychotic episode a couple years ago where he believed he was God and um and one of the songs on the new album um, is actually sort of a, a retelling in a very punk, noisy punk way uh, of a of a appointment he had with a doctor. He says, "Dara, you're not God, and your mom's concerned, and all this." And and then he <laughs> and then he, and then he's like an FYI. asking his da- his doctor what his favorite band is, and the doctor says ABBA. And then it's it's a, the, I, like, I, I can't even doctor. do this. I can't even do Dara's lyrics justice. But he's a he's a sweet guy, fascinating guy. But I was just sort of astounded that he was like sort of opening up about all this telling me about like you know that all their suggestions of sex therapy too when he was when he was apparently in a hospital for a while he although he didn't really go too much into that detail but he said yeah we, man we were given all these suggestions about how to when we're depressed things we should do and one was it said have on the sheet they give us a, a sheet of paper it said have sex a lot <laughs> and he's like who the, who's the hell else gonna have sex with me in here <laughs> so anyway that's that's I don't know if I even explain girl band very well, but they're an, I think they're, that was a great they're, explanation. Yeah. They're, they're, a fasc- they're a fascinating band and um I especially seeing them live. I encourage anyone to see them live and so this is Paris Paris for Lunch is the one you have? Paris for yeah. Lunch is the one we're choosing. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Jason, when did you Yeah, I don't know how much I, more I can add <laughs> to that, but it, it's an interesting backstory. I'm glad that the guy is doing yeah. better. Yeah, better, I think. Okay, cool. He, he, yeah. What he said was I, I never want to go back to that place. I know I could go back there. It was horrible at the time, but I don't know, man. I got this record out of it. Yeah, this well, is- there you go. <laughs> no, it's 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 interesting. And yeah, I, they they remind me, um, not remind me, but like the uh, girl band and and I love the Mets album from oh yeah this year. It's funny you should say that. They're big fans of Mets. Actually. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So those are those are two of my like noisier picks for this right. year. Um, yeah, this is this is great, and it, it's a shame though because uh, Joe has a very similar syndrome where he thinks he's god of this <laughs> really? podcast. Yeah. Well, I did. Yeah, I mean, like, I, Jason, you're saying I <laughs> talk know about one direction before it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you were late with your picks. So I know. You need a little hey, come prodding. on, man! I can't believe I'm even here today. But yeah, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, this, yeah, this song I think is awesome. I really liked, um, just kind of how it, you know, it's it's like it has a pounding thing going to it, and it just keeps building up in intensity. But whereas most bands would kind of like relieve that mm-hmm. in some way, like it that never really happens here. Like it just kind of like the the anxiety just like keeps going in this song like it never has an explosion or a release and i think that's 
a really like kind of bold, interesting move that you usually don't hear. Like usually bands build up something and then they like hit you with the go back to the chorus or whatever. They like milk it for something like this really doesn't like this is not afraid to make you be like, oh, I'm I'm anxious. Yeah. And take you, yeah, places that you don't expect it to, yeah. And videos, I just one final thing. They make some amazing videos. They collaborate with this one director and have done so for like four videos now. And each one is like weirder than the one before it. And they they all sort of tie into a theme. Well, the last two anyway, Paul and Paris for Lunch, tie into this theme of like how we present ourselves and sometimes a false image that we put out to the to the world. And uh, Paris for Lunch, if people want to check out the video, it's a guy with a television set as a head and all kinds of different images are playing in the TV that whether he's talking to his girlfriend or talking to uh, at the gym or whatever, it's great stuff. Anyway, I've said oh, enough about cool. that. Yeah. It's very, it's <clears> that very reminds cool. me of, there's a fifties movie that's totally bizarre. I think it's called Twombi mm-hmm. and it's about a TV who is God and controls wow. everyone around him. So that kind of surreally ties this all together. Wow. Um, all right. Anyways, I got nothing, nothing to <laughs> so, add there. Uh, yeah, let's listen to it. It's uh, Girl Band Pairs for Lunch. Alright, that was Girl Band, an Irish band, and uh, what's the album called? Sorry, well, uh, <laughs> I uh, forgot. Uh, Whatever. Uh, they have an album. Uh, they do. It's, it's like. Uh, hang on. No, you we'll, just keep talking. We'll, go, we'll go, back come back to, to that. that. Uh, so next one, oh, one of my picks. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go Lana Del Rey. Her new album, Honeymoon. The song I love so much on this album, but I'm picking Terrence Loves You, which I think is the third or fourth track. Um, it's got this kind of rockabilly country twang. And then it moves into a more like string laden kind of like mournful ballad mode, which obviously that's Lana Del Rey's thing. But um, I really love how I feel like her lyrics are improving as I never thought she was a bad lyricist, but I feel like they're getting more fun in a very sly way. Like there's a line in this. I lost myself when I lost you, but I still got jazz when I've got those blues which is like it kind of doubles as like a heartfelt emotional thing as well as kind of that like winking Cole Porter-esque wordplay and she just exists in such a like great postmodern context and I hate that I just said postmodern context but I'm going with it Um, where it's like she's not ironic because you know like she is like a sad balladeer but she's also like aware of that it's kind of like this she's like in on how cliche she can be or how much of one thing she can be and I feel like this song is just a great example of that and if you're like kind of into that um you know like retro throwback balladry with kind of strangely sly lyrics like the album is just full of stuff like this and uh I I really love this song but what did you guys think of this or the album oh man um yeah, sorry, man. I, I was just talking to my friend online who's a huge Lana Del Rey fan, and I told her, I think I'm just out on Lana Del Rey. Like, I think oh, I'm just no. – even though she had released an album called Honeymoon while I was on my honeymoon. What more do you want? Exactly. Uh, I think I'm just kind of out. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it just I, – I like where she went with Ultraviolence. I like that she went with 
uh, Dan from the Black Keys and, and made something that was really interesting and, and a little like out of focus, but in, in, a, in a great way. And I feel like I haven't heard, I, I, to be fair, I haven't heard the entire album yet. I know it, it just came out last Friday, I think, yeah. but I, I've heard, uh, I heard everything should release before the album. And now I've heard this song and I just like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like I, I don't really understand what she's bringing to the table this time around. That's different than her last two albums. Like, you know, I watched the high by the beach video actually overseas. Cause they, they play a lot of like MTV hits. Uh, I don't know if you knew that John, like they, they like overseas. There's just all about like music videos and MTV hits. So mm-hmm. I saw like the Lana Del Rey video a lot and the Justin Bieber video a lot, like just walking around and in shops. But anyway, um, and like, I don't know. Like I, I just, I, I watched the high by the beach video. And I'm just like, and I felt the same way about the video that I felt about the song. I was like, all right. Yeah. All right. Like, I love that song too. I, I, I don't know. Like I, I just, I get no kind of sensation from listening to this album. I don't think that it's horrible by any means, but I just don't get any passion. I don't, I, she is a very clever lyricist. I, I totally agree with that. But in terms of the arrangements, in terms of the structure, in terms of how she is now presenting her voice, I don't get any of the kind of allure that I got on Born to Die. I don't get any of the kind of danger that I get on Ultraviolence. I just don't – it leaves me cold. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just an old fuddy-duddy now. <laughs> but what do you I'm, think, John? Oh, I'm older and fuddier. <laughs> I, I just – I. It, this is a hard artist for me to talk about because I, I it's always – I've kind of not – I don't think I've gotten it from the beginning, but I actually, I actually felt ultraviolence more than born to die. And in a way I feel like mood wise, this goes more back to born to die. Do you? I I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe that's Um, why, but this song in particular, I actually do like, (coughs) excuse me. I think it's the prettiest song on the record. And, um, and I like the, the David Bowie reference, uh, the the space oddity. There's a yes. space oddity, oddity reference in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I do. I like this song a lot. Um, I, I, it's more. It's hard to to. I can evaluate the record and say that there's absolutely tracks on the record, the album that I like, that I do like. Um, but I don't know. I've always been kind of of the like. Wake up, Lana. I want to, <laughs> you know, here's yeah, a cup of coffee. Knock you that know? cigarette out of your mouth and have <laughs> yeah. a cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, and I'm, I mean, I like a, I like a sort of a gritty sort of narrative and a character, sort of a, a, a noirish kind of character as much as anyone. Yeah. I do, I like, I mean, I, de- I definitely like that kind of vibe. Um, but I don't know. I also like, I also want sort of, I hate this word, but realness, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to a degree. As a big Gaga fan, I sit here and t- tell you that I, I love realness. <laughs> but uh, you were born that way. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess so. Um, but anyway, but this this song in particular, I'm glad you chose this because I, I I do like this song a lot. All right. Well, we've got uh, got <laughs> split <mixed> feelings, <laughs> split decision split vote. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but let's listen to it. Lana Del Rey, Terrence loves you from the new album Honeymoon.
All right, that was the new Lana. Uh, next, let's do, so we've got a Jason pick, one of the few things Jason deigned to listen to in Europe. That's no, true. That is actually true. I did listen to this a lot. Uh, we've got Troy Sivan Wild, which is the title track from, I think, his fourth EP. Or I don't know how many Wild, but, is, but it's, yeah. it's an EP he's got. It's definitely an EP. Um, and so, yeah, so he was in the office a little bit ago. He's awesome. I was, we, we listened to these songs oh, yeah. before they came that out. That was a fun day. Yeah. And I was very like i'd heard his album or his ep before that and liked it but i was surprised how kind of like fully realized these songs yeah but but what do you you pick this so yeah so um you know i think the whole wild ep is worth listening to but i the title track is just something i've been returning to over and over again and i just love the the character and and depth of his voice here in the way that going back to the Lana Del Rey song, like I don't get that at all with her new album. Just leave Lana out of this. I okay? will never leave <laughs> Lana out of that. But I, from the first line that it, maybe you've never heard Troy Zavon ever before this song. Um, he's a YouTube star. He's from Australia. Uh, he's openly gay. Um, and also actor. He's he's a actor, bigger yeah. actor over there. But I think he played young Wolverine in one of the eight million X Men movies true. that right. exists. How many Wolverine movies are there? There's like eight of them, right? I think there's three. But then of course he's in every other like X Men First Class Junior. And is he? I, I yeah, don't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> like Hugh Jackman is just in like everything. Yeah, but. Um, anyway, no, I mentioned that he's openly gay because he uh, is very pro-LGBT rights, and a lot of his music is about that. And Wild is, is a song that's – it's a romantic song. And I just – I kind of going back to his vocal take, like maybe you've never heard him before, but from the first line, you just get a sense of who this guy is. You get a sense of the, the music he's trying to make and the approach to his, his, his vocal that he's taking. And – I, I just think that this is so entrancing and and really breathtaking in a way that I'm not really hearing a lot in, in modern pop music now. I, I just think that this is a song that I, I've been listening to it over and over and over again. And I just I love the effect that he has. And yeah, I'm like I would say just put stock in Troy Sivan. I think he has a, a, an album coming soon. Uh, this was kind of like a preview of it. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. So what, what did you guys think, John? Uh, I like it a lot. And um, I, I've, yeah, I've heard the EP and I think it's great. Um, I, I, a few things. I, first, for one thing about his voice, you mentioned his voice. Uh, when you look at him, uh, Troy, he's a slight guy. Yeah. You know, it looks like, it looks, I mean, what is he, 21, 20? I think 20? just 20. 20. 20. Yeah. It looks like he could be 15, you know, mm-hmm. and, totally. but He's got this un, a, a surprisingly deep voice, like on the verses, like at the the, the beginning of, of this track. Um, surprisingly, I and, which is which is an interesting observation to me. And then, and then uh, obviously, it, you know, the this song has a, a really touching video to it of, of these two young kids who are best friends. And then we see at the end that it's revealed that they're more than friends, and it's just really sweet and understated and not hitting you over the head with anything yeah. but just in that kind of natural way and i you know uh, i think i think i don't want to speak for 20 somethings but or 20 year olds but i think that to an extent in this day and age they're a little reluctant to be dragged into icon yeah. status you know yeah. but i but i think this year i just think in a very natural way we've had three young dudes 
I've cued Motley Hoopa, all the young dudes. Um, in Troy Sivan, Ali Alexander, who's amazing from years and years, yep. and Shamir all emerge in their own way. And Shamir doesn't identify as gay necessarily. He just, or, but he also doesn't identify as, he does reject sort of male and female. Yeah, he's post-gender. Yes, exactly. And so I just think that's, it's, you know, in this year of everything that's happened, so much that has happened this year from Caitlyn Jenner on, uh, you know, uh, that it's, it's, it's cool and emblematic of 2015 that we've got these three like super talented, charming, uh, charismatic young dudes uh, doing their thing um, and each it, somewhat different musically. But um, uh, yeah, more power to Troy. I, th- I hope. Th- and the other thing about him, he's like sort of I wrote about this in a piece for EW earlier this year. And I mentioned Troy. One, the, one of the things that I think is kind of like an ace in the hole for him is that he's funny. Yeah, and, you know, funny, like funny helps. Funny helped immeasurably for Justin Timberlake. His mm. comedic ability is what made him a successful pop star sure. into this totally massive. Imagine thing. if Nick Jonas was funny, right? Like, no, and I love Nick, Nick jo- Jonas. I love Nick Jonas. Shout but out to Nick Jonas, but right. like he I, and maybe he will. If he be had the someday, comedic timing of a Nick like, Jonas, <laughs> or I mean of a Joe Jonas. <laughs> Fuck, screwed that up. Never mind. But like. If I, I totally agree, and I'm sorry to interrupt, uh, John, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned Troy, uh, Shamir, and, and Ali from years and years. All those guys, all making great music, and all so, just whip smart. They're all oh, just totally. smart, on point guys. And if you t- like, Troy came in here, and he's just a really passionate guy, really, really observant. And um, yeah, I, I, mean, I talked I, to Ali last week, and we spent a good portion of the interview talking like polit- socio political stuff, and you know. He's so he knows his shit and like it's just it's I, I can't I was like I just can't say how to me how important it is that considering we've got a lot of young people in pop who don't care to engage in yeah topic topical stuff very yeah. much or or just completely unaware of what I what ISIS is yeah. for instance <laughs> um, you know I don't know but I think the, I, all three of those guys are just tremendous well there you yeah. go yeah troy savan yeah troy savan um i mean i don't have much to add other mm. than i like uh I, I think this is the best song on the ep and i appreciate he kind of goes off into like musically speaking a little bit more experimental electronic stuff elsewhere on the ep um but i think he's at his strongest on something like this which is a fairly introspective pop tune that's still kind of lets the listener in because you've got these uh, kind of like a a chorus of kids in the background like singing Hayes and repeating what he's saying which like kind of just naturally invites a sort of sing-along type scenario. You know what it reminded me of? What? Uh, 15 Step Radiohead. Really? Yeah, with the 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 kids. Yeah! Yeah, Yeah, I I guess. More kids choruses. Come on. (laughs) More kids. I was thinking more like Where the Wild Things Are like soundtrack but... You know, that's a little twee. Um, but yeah, so it's Troy Savan Wild. Uh, we've got Jason, who's a Troy boy, and John, who's a Savan Savant. And, oh, uh, wow. He was thinking about that the wow. entire time we were going back. Pretty much, like, yeah. <laughs> like you I graduated from Belieber to Savan Savant. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they hope, I like, hope his Me and John were going back and forth that. about how great and smart this guy is, and, and Joe's just sitting there like, 
Savan. Savan. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Troy boy. That was more Got or less it. what was happening. Uh, yeah, so let's listen to it. Wild from Troy Savan. All right, that is Troy. Uh, next, we've got another John pick. We've got Otra Neva. And did great. I get that right? It's yes. Good. Um, good. And the song is World War Part Two. Uh, this is one I have to say I, I don't was, want to scare you guys now with this pick. This but. one I I the video was is hard to it's hard to like watch the video and not be mostly preoccupied by that instead of the music. Uh, the video is of two hairless bald people. Uh, one of at, which is Arthur from Arthur Neveu, but yeah, yeah, having He's, sex. I mean, you, you don't see anything really, but they're in it, position. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right. And ready to go, and it's it's unpleasant to look at. Well, that's, yeah. I find it's, it's... hairless, bald things unpleasant overall. But um, you know, that's just that's just me. Uh, what was I gonna say? I, I totally lost my train of thought with that. Uh, but the song is uh, World War Part Two. Um, before I toss it to you, John, I'd say I did once I got past the video. I I do like the song. Uh, it is kind of like I imagine if like. Sam Smith was just like edgier and weirder, like he might do something like this. You yep. know, no shots to Sam Smith. Right. But like it's that kind of new like alternative R and B, but like much more dangerous. Much more left field than yeah. than than Mr. Abel Tesfay is mustering. Yeah. Particularly since he's moved to the right, I think we can agree. In yeah. The last. So yeah, I guess I'll just say that so I've liked Arthur Ashen, aka Ochenova for I, he's he's been putting out music for like five years his first ep uh was it and like i guess the operative word he, he he's always used is that he likes to disrupt things whether it's pop r&b or he's gone a couple different places with this record but uh, even if you listen to his first one which is i guess you'd say a little bit more straightforward uh r&b pop there's still it's still chopped and screwed and messed around with all, all over the place, even from like the first track of his first release. But uh, I guess my, a lot more people really noticed him with his last record, Anxiety, which had a couple songs on it that were at least in the indie world quite quite breakout. When one Mickey Blanco was featured on, what was the big um, single from that? Counting. Well, there's two. Play by play and counting. So I'm. Yeah, I think yeah. it was play by play. Yeah. That was play by play was the one where the video was, he was in this sort of bunker karaoke uh, was situation. Was that the, the ah, Yeah, yeah. That was play yeah, by play. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that was counting. No, that was counting. Know. Yeah. This know. one, this well, let me just tell. You, so the backstory with this album is that he he decided to do a jazz session last year because he's always been a sort of a jazz fan and bring together these jazz players and do something that was. He was inspired by uh, Astro Weeks, of Van Morrison classic, Van Morrison record. One of my faves. And um, I can see that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I like the classic. Albums. No, that's like yeah. a, a classic Joe record. I feel like it, it in a good is. way. It's a great, it's and a great album. So he got these players together, uh, most of whom he, I think he'd never worked with, and uh, they just jammed for for I, I think a week or two at 
um, a studio in Manhattan and, and brought in some gospel singers as well. So and then he took it all home and then just messed with messed the whole thing up and and worked on it for like a year. And so this, so a lot of what is on the record is there's elements of jazz element for sure choral elements gospel mm-hmm. choruses you hear on it um and but it's it definitely is out there and you know there's this pitch shifted little vocal weirdness on this song um we're about to hear world war part two that lent lent itself to this woman who's attached have you seen the video it's bizarre yes. video. It's, it's, oh yes a lot of people are telling me it's they're like really disturbed by the video and i I'm, I'm a little, I don't get that. I, it's, it is weird, but I don't get why people are so bothered by it. It's like some people are just like, I can't even, I showed it to a friend the other night and he was like, I, I, I can't even watch the whole thing. And I, I it, did find it very unpleasant, yeah, but I also watched the I. whole thing. And, um, I, I think, think it's, it's hairless, th- bald creatures, <laughs> think, people. I, right. I think what's, what's more, most disturbing is when something is, is that place between it's it's so close to being familiar yet it's off you know like because yeah. it's not totally freakish it's not like pan's labyrinth you right. know where there's like an eye in the hand but it's so close to looking normal yet it isn't and that's what really disturbs people. so the idea was that he, she's a metaphor the girl clinging to him is a metaphor for the shit we carry around with us yeah. through our lives the psychological emotional whatever baggage we've got and yeah and you can't get rid of it and it's part of you and so they hired I got this dancer from Juilliard who was able to cling hang on to him for long extended shots and um apparently I read an interview with the director and apparently there was some kind of genital covering involved so they weren't a hundred percent but you don't see that covering mm-hmm. you don't see that you don't see that covering um, anyway, yeah, it is a weird video, but it's it's uh, it's and the, and the song is pretty jarring. I love it though. I love it. <laughs> and 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 I'm telling you, the re- the record is is just amazing. There's there's so much to recommend it. A song called Cold Wind that is amazing. Um, there's another video that he did for an acapella version of the second track on it called Panic Room, which is a very American Idol, but like a dark American Idol audition style video. Man. Yeah, and um, yeah. And Ian Cohen from Pitchfork, the uh, one, the writer, is one of the judges. Anyway, it's just it's <laughs> worth it's it's worth it's worth checking that out too. And then a brand new video just dropped today for the title track. Sorry, I'm just telling you too much. I'll just shut up now. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, man. <laughs> like you're going I, you're going deep with your picks. I, I I appreciate it. And no, I'm I'm definitely a fan. I'm it, it scratches my like shoe shoe itch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a good and. Uh, uh, I could use a new Shushu album, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, yeah, no, su- super strange. I, I saw him actually at uh, uh, Ultra Nouveau mm-hmm. at, at Pitchfork Fest, and you know how the last album cover has like the the dudes with the, the like the two gloved hands holding up a frame. Mm-hmm. So uh, at Pitchfork Fest, like he just had two guys in like suits and white gloves holding up a frame the entire set. And it was just like the strangest thing, but it was like very strange for strange sake and i always appreciate that um i really like i don't like this video i can't say i can't recommend the video but i really like the song i love his voice i love his arrangements and uh yeah my, my favorite one on the last one uh, just because i love this song so much it's called a lie um and it was like one of my favorite mm-hmm. songs of a couple of years ago i think it was 2013 and that's all i got to say mm-hmm. yeah
All right, well, let's listen to it. It's World War Part Two from Outre Nouveau. All right, that is the new Autre Neuve, um, which John and I were trying to figure this out. That's it's he's named after the name comes from an inscription from a like medieval thing. I believe it's at the cloisters, but yeah, it's old French and it loosely translates to uh, "want nothing else." All right, want nothing else, but yeah. Well, we've um, got something else. So yeah, sorry. Autre. And then and, the, and the name of the new album is "The Age of Transparency," and out, I think it's out next week. So, okay. Yeah. Um, next and last, we've got uh, one of my growing faves, a uh, guy called Daywave. Well, it's a band, but it's mostly this one guy. Um, Come Home Now is the song. Uh, we, I forget what the name was of the last one we talked about, but it was a very like pleasant, sunny, depressive pop song. And this one is, is not quite as depressive, but it's still kind of that like happy, sad music thing. Um, it has like an energy that reminds me of a little bit um, of a lo-fi, like, early days, Pains of Being Pure at Heart, but there's definitely some of that, like, like psychedelic, surfy throwback vibe going on. Uh, I, I think, in, you know, there's a lot of music that kind of sounds like this in the world, whether it's from the late 60s or it's from 2015, but I really appreciate with uh, Daywave is that their songs are just really sturdy. Like you listen to it and it's it's a, like the song craft is there and it sticks with you after the song is done. And like, it's a, it's a totally solid listen. Like it's not just kind of that like background music sort of thing. Like it's, it's a legit song. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for as early in, I think it just got one EP out. Like I'm just very excited to see where they can go if they're this kind of like fully arrived at this point in their career. Um, but what what did you think, guys? Slash. I did not listen to this song. Ugh. Sorry, man. I oh, thought we were going to talk about that new Joe Jonas jam. So I listened to that uh, instead. But uh, I'll let you guys go deep on Daywave. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. But I'm a sucker for this kind of, as you say, <clears throat> there are artists who do this kind of thing. Um, I kept thinking um, the drums. And I kept yeah, thinking totally. Beach Fossils a little bit in there. But yeah, I mean, that kind of, I mean, like you said, I haven't heard a lot of his stuff, but um, if this is any indication, uh, I think it's great. It definitely solid song. And um, uh, I just, yeah, the kind of jangly, you know, pop. I mean, it's sort of, it's, it's a timeless sort of thing. To right. That. No, yeah. it, it, exactly. It hits all the like switches that right. I enjoy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let that is true, though. Let's. Let's uh let's get to Jonas. Oh man. But let's uh let's listen to a little bit of the Daywave first and then mm-hmm. we're going to talk about a Jonas brother. Uh but yeah, so this is Daywave. Uh Come Home Now is the name of a new song. I think it's just a one-off single. Maybe it's from the upcoming album, not totally sure, but uh here it is. That's the new day wave, and then let's end with uh, so Joe Jonas has a side back. project that's actually back from the wilderness. Good. 
Uh, yeah, fast dance life DNC. Fast life is slowing down a little bit. Um, man, his well, last like, album was called Fast. Okay, life. I had no I'm idea sorry. what you were talking about. Uh, okay. I didn't know that either. You got all right. I, I, well, you got you go, <laughs> and I'll talk about Fast Life for a second. Um, no, I mean, yeah. So we we so Joe Jonas. I mean, obviously Nick Jonas went from uh, being someone known for being one of the Jonas Brothers to this surprisingly like able breakout pop star who has i mean you know like i'm not i'm gonna sound like i'm shading him like i i love nick jonas's singles but basically he's doing a poppier version of the weekend who now has turned into doing a much much poppier version of the weekend with can't feel my face but um nick jonas like really proved that you know he's a performer and he can stand on his own and it's and just, a decent actor and a good actor yeah. too, uh, actor. and a, you know exactly and a great body. So there you um, go, great body. checking all the boxes, checking all the boxes. And I just I never thought we would get to a place where at least who knows about Nick Jonas? Maybe he's great too. But two out of the three Jonas brothers like seem to have Kevin's like next. legit solo careers ahead of them. And I know mm-hmm. dance. Or DNC, the Nick Jonas is a band, but you know it's basically Nick Jonas is why Joe, people are Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas, Joe Jonas yeah. Scott, uh, and yeah, and this this Joe Jonas song is just it's funky and it's just like fun. I just, I just can't believe how much I actually like this song. See what it was it called? See Cake by the Ocean. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, man, it's it's great. It kind of reminds me of like a good Cobra Starship song. Like it's just like very wacky and mm-hmm. goofy and doesn't take itself too seriously. Uh, it is not as good as Joe Jonas's solo. So wait, th- th- this is not a Joe Jonas. It's like a Joe Jonas band. Is that what's going on? I was about to ask you if it was a project or a band. I think it's or... a band. I think it's a band. So but... it's like Joe Jonas and Co. More or less. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's good. It's recommended. Um, but yeah, so Joe Jonas, way before Nick Jonas was uh, breaking chains and <laughs> getting jealous. I was like, sorry. <laughs> um, he, Joe Jonas put out an album called Fast Life that absolutely no one cared about, uh, except me, because the lead single was called See No More. It was written by Chris Brown. It sounds kind of like a, a Chris Brown like mid tempo pop song and it's awesome and i i cannot recommend see no more enough i remember when that song came out i was literally going around playing it for friends i was like this song's so good and people people would be like what the hell's wrong with you uh this is back in 2011 i get very passionate about uh joe jonas see no more the the rest of fast life is is fine he has a song with lil wayne on it um strange so there you go. Dropping Joe Jonas knowledge. This, uh, this one's pretty good, though. Happy to have JoJo back. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Just I can't believe that there's. we might live in a world where two of the male pop stars are Jonas Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> of the male. I like that. Well, because there, there really aren't that many like successful male pop stars yeah. on the scene. That's true. I mean, it might be changing with Kevin people no, like I mean, that's, yeah. Troy coming up. But. Well, yeah, I know. Well, that's I wrote about that earlier this in the right. in June, and I just you know I've uh, it's well it's I think part of that is just the overwhelming domination of women, and there's like a woman, in, I mean, of, of every size, style, you mm-hmm. name it, out there, sort of really killing it and dominating it, and um, I just I the thing about Joe though is that um, I am glad he's back because I thought that. I have, hasn't he just been kind of going to fashion shows for the last four years? I, other than the record you were yeah. talking about, and and DJing 
parties for yeah. after parties for fashion shows. He's kind of been doing a little bit of everything. I is is what I would say, but yeah, not after, acting, right? No, 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 not acting. I guess, but yeah, more of like yeah. the being seen and heard and whatnot. But yeah, I think he's like, hasn't he? S- I think I'm you totally can. There comes a, there's a there's a there's a tipping point where you can be seen at too many fashion shows if you're not actually doing something. In, right, in, you know what I mean. Like, I was like I was, the Lindsay Lohan thing, where it's like, yeah, you no, know, if she had two albums, yeah, but no one is like she's a singer, you know, because yeah. she just doesn't. Uh, she just shows up to places more than she works. I was talking to CL about and this I'm not too Lilo long ago because I interviewed CL for this e- upcoming EP she's got right, and yeah. so obviously she's a huge star in Korea and sort of establishing herself here. But we were talking about the fact that she's seen in so many fashion contexts, and she's like, yeah. I don't. I have to be careful about that because I don't want it to seem like I, I'm, I'm not a, an artist. That I'm mm-hmm. someone who just goes to fashion shows. You know what I mean? Right. You know. Totally. I think there are people who do that. So take take note, Nick Jonas or Joe, <laughs> or Joe Jonas. Jonas. I cannot keep God, whatever. I'm gonna get them straight at just some a, point in my a life. Just a quick uh, aside. Joe Jonas co-wrote a song on the last John Legend album. That's something else he was doing. Huh. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. All right. Well, let's listen to. Uh, Cake by the Ocean from Dance. I think you say dance spelled without an A. I'll say dance. All right. (laughs) Let's do the DNC and listen to it. All right, that was a new Joe Jonas jam, and this been a, I mean, I'm glad this has been a long one, a long, lengthy podcast. <laughs> really, um, we, we I, haven't I done this. We haven't sat down to do this true. in a while. This is a lot it of feels fun. Good. I've gotten like progressively more jet lagged as this hour has gone on. <laughs> I don't know. You, you, you've seen me like slumping in my chair yeah. more and more. I go play girl. The girl, the girl band record will absolutely yeah. wake you up. I'm you guys should just go to sleep. <laughs> That's <laughs> really what you need I'm to so do. Tired. Um, Jason, it is awesome to have you back. Oh, thanks, man. I'll be more awake and alert next week. Yeah, I'm holding you to that. And, uh, John, thank you for coming Nice to see you guys. Yeah, thanks. Great to have you back. Good to be here. And, uh, thanks everyone for the picks and thank you for listening. And we will see you actually again. We'll be back on a normal weekly, uh, basis next week. So thanks. (laughs) 